The internet is a vast ocean of unofficial intelligence. The following views and opinions expressed on this show do not represent the parties expressing them. Their jokes lighten up. Now let's start the show. The case you are about to go on is very dangerous, requires courage, ingenuity, and above all things, intelligence. That is correct. Sometimes you've got brain. Don't let us go to your head. Medulla oblongata. That is one big pile of shit. Why don't you show them what you've discovered so far? We ain't found shit. Boom. You looking for this? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Unofficial Intelligence. It's your best friend, Steve, here, along with Ben and Anthony. Thanking you, as always, for listening. We appreciate it. And if this is your first time with us, welcome to the show. Please rate, follow, review us wherever you get your podcasts from. It really helps us out. And if you're looking for something in between episodes, you want to laugh a little bit, Ben and Anthony can let you know where to go. Well, if you want to laugh, you can go to our Instagram at unofficial underscore pod. We have all our beautiful clips. They're big. They're gorgeous. Uh, And you can go to the link tree in our bio for all our other social media platforms. If you follow us on TikTok, I posted a video there. So come follow and email us. Hi at UIPodcast.com. We want to hear about what you got going on, what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, or just stop in and say hi. It's hi at UIPodcast.com. And speaking of dot coms, Anthony's going to tell you about the website. Damn. Also, if you want to laugh, take a look in the mirror, folks. <laughs> <laughs> laugh for yourself a bit, because you're probably funky and ugly as hell because you're listening to this podcast. Guess what? If you want to feel better about yourself, go to www.unofficialpod.com and listen to us clamor over some topics that you want to hear. Um, in our website, we have links to everything that Ben just mentioned. It also has our built-in media player, so you can listen to 120 Five plus one episodes. That's 126 if you don't know arithmetic. That website, one more time, www.unofficialpod.com. Go check it out. We love you all. We got a special one today. We do. Very special guest with us. Uh, very special chef with us. Uh, he's joining the very lonely three-timers club, because I think Robbie's the only person yep. that's been here over two. Um. You may recognize him from his debut episode. The numbers were through the roof on that one. Uh, appropriately named Chef Justin Werner. Uh, and then uh, the follow-up, just a few months later, that same year, we had Sandwich Confidential. Uh, making his uh, hat trick complete, please welcome Justin Werner. Yeah. I'm sure some good, good-looking good people watch this show. Not everybody looks in the mirror laughs. I'd, probably a very small percentage of them, but... <laughs> Super stoked to be back. How well, many would you say cry? Well, do you listen to the show? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. then we have but, one, at least one beautiful person. Mm, oh, he's smooth. <laughs> so, he's so charming. Yeah, So really charming. Is. I love your optimism. Thank you for bringing that. I'm thinking, thinking there's some, but I'm uh, super glad to be back. But it would, It's always a trip. And uh, the first one was, was a, a lot, a lot of fun. Super. The last one, the call-in was on the Anthony Bourdain, which was just like, yeah, yeah. you know, a pretty cool piece. Yeah. Well, what's been going on with you? What's uh, What's new? How's the restaurant biz going? The restaurant's been good. It's been it's been crazy. We've had a a lot going on. We've been doing some great winemaker dinners. I'm close to the Central Coast where they're doing some pretty special stuff with uh with wine. And uh, oh, did, did you guys see when I when when we got hacked? When yeah, the- I was gonna <laughs> say let me let's rewind a little bit because you know what 
Uh, I gotta be honest, I haven't started following you again. I got plenty of cryptocurrency advice, uh, but I, I, I gotta yeah, lost I gotta, everything. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I gotta unblock. I gotta unblock the, no, the, the uh, some some person figured it was easier to hack us than it is to just work an eight hour day like everybody else who's got a bill to pay. And uh, you know, like screw you that this is how you make your living. So they hack us, and they now have they're in charge of the trust Instagram account, and uh, and and they use it to try and sell crypto and Bitcoin. And like yo, you've known me a long time. How many people you think meet me and then walk away going, boy, I bet you that guy fully <laughs> understands crypto and Bitcoin. You, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing in the world I understand less than buying and selling imaginary money. You'd have such a better shot selling weed with my Instagram than, my, than, than like crypto <laughs> yeah. or Bitcoin. Like, yo, I make a second Instagram account, reach out to him like, bro, you got the wrong guy. Like, <laughs> so I didn't know they got the trust Instagram too. Yeah, I was yeah, just talking yeah. about the personal piece. No, they got no. the restaurant You know too? what the real problem was? When I made two accounts, uh, I linked them to the same email address. Mm. Uh, for lesson learned, like if you ever make a second one, you have to make a second in, uh, email address to link it to. That's that's where my uh, problems stem from as to how they got the work one, which sucks because my business is like so many regulars and people who follow us and love us. I hated that they're the people getting harassed in, in, in all of it. But like, yo, man, if you bought crypto or Bitcoin because a chef told you to, that's how, that's how you know you have too much money. Yeah. If you bought crypto, period. I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, two, two of the three on this podcast, you know, are guilty of that one. And I'm still holding. Out. You're still, still holding, holding out? I got out. <laughs> oh my At least one smart person. In the I mean, the three. world wants to know, though, what shady website did you go to? No, somebody, somebody <laughs> reached out to me pretending to apply for a job. Mm. and oh, sent me man. this like cryptic link that i just didn't understand and they're like oh it's a linkedin account and i should have known better because no chef uses a linkedin account yeah with a chef you're going to get a resume written on a napkin with like a sharpie like <laughs> yo you, you know where you get a fucking linkedin account yeah. like, i don't trust anybody on a linkedin no, account no, when i get a notification that somebody said something to me i'm like why well fun fact it wasn't a linkedin account it, <laughs> it, it was, and stuff and like how is yeah, it man. spelled <laughs> But no, I just, I, the, the whole thing, first, first I felt big time because you're like, yo, somebody actually wants to hack me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, like I, uh, my, I, you know, I've bought stuff through Instagram, like my, my credit cards on there. So I call the bank up and I'm like, yo, you got to shut this shit down. I got yeah. hacked. Like you got to lock it. And they're like, okay, okay, we will. Let's just run through your purchases real quick. And the first one that pops up, is like $42 at Taco Bell. And I'm like, <laughs> Mm. That's on me. Yeah. So, that, so that you can get me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, it's always so embarrassing when people run through your shit because it's like, oh, third edition of Cooking for Dummies, and and uh, as she's running through, it's like, oh yeah, I uh, I did go to Taco Bell twice <laughs> twice that day. You, you know, like that's when you play it off, like no, I, no yeah. way, yeah. I cook my own food. You what's can tell uh, by my other purchase. What's OF fifty five dollars? What's that? It's a reoccurring fee. It's like, oh, that's the hacker. He got it. He got it. <laughs> yeah, who what, would pay for it? What the porn? hell are they doing? <laughs> but so, my, my running joke is anybody who took took financial advice from from a chef is like that's like calling up a, a a future a financial advisor planner and asking for a sourdough recipe. That makes no <laughs> well, sense. Well, you know, hey, but Good you know point. what though? Pandemic times, a lot of people got their starters on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's, and it sold it for crypto, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have two-factor authentication turned on? I did not, but okay. I, you know, I, I do now. Oh, yeah, yeah. this guy, he's uh, cybersecurity extraordinaire. Yo, I was now very I lax about the whole thing. I thought no no point would anybody find any value in hacking me. Yeah. You, you know, it's like, not, it's just the body. It's, it's quantity a, over quality at this point for them. Yep. And yep. it's bigger reach. So I'm glad you shared your story. Yeah, Allows me to back. open my doors and use my fucking three years degree to tell you two things. Don't click on shady links, even though they look real. And two, 
Two-factor authentication will save your ass. And yeah. number three, never trust a chef with a LinkedIn account. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a real Do chef. you think Anthony Bourdain had one? Rest in peace. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't open links from my parents. <laughs> so, also, DTA. if you see bit.ly, which is like a URL shortener, yeah, yeah, yeah. nine times out of ten, it's malicious. That's bad news. Really? Mm-hmm. Don't. I feel like I see that a lot, though. Well, you do see it for like. Um, like on WeTransfer, I feel like that's the link, right? There's a lot of them. Yeah. But if definitely use caution because it's a URL shrinker. Yeah. Because imagine hey. if you were posting. Yeah. Sometimes we it's too big. U- we don't need URL, URL shrinkers. They're, you know, they're, they're average enough. They can't afford to lose any. Yeah. We said four, four inches is like the sweet spot, right? <laughs> is for your average URL length. Right. Four inches is a long URL. Huge. That's a long URL. It's like, you know how many letters are in four inches? Huge. In a, in a, uh, a web bar there? Yeah. More well, than, let's count. I mean, it's got to be at least 65. It definitely satisfies, for sure. I mean, you could get anywhere you need to go in with four, four inches. inches of letters in if a browser. If you're not going, you're coming. You know what I mean? I mean, unless they got spam blockers. Mm, yeah, those. I heard they're getting, like, stuck. It's like a dental yeah. uh, dam? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know where we're going right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, so Justin, <laughs> what uh, what brings you to New York? What do you do? What's the, what's your plans while you're here? Uh, we're in town for my girlfriend's birthday. It's Happy a birthday. big one for Happy us. Happy birthday! So, so we are going. Uh, we're stopping in here, and then our next, we're off to spend a couple of days in Manhattan, and then we're gonna go to Chicago. I'm gonna dine at Alinea. I thought you said you were going to die. I was like, no, good chance. No, probably. <laughs> but uh, Alinea at one point was number six in the world. And at that point, one through five was not in America. So it was the best restaurant in America for uh, quite a while. Super modern molecular gastronomy. And it's um, a very uh, cerebral kind of wild experience. But what I'm getting at is I've talked to a lot of chefs who have dined there. And I've heard a wide array of things. Some have said that it's a gimmicky magic show. And others mm-hmm. have said it was the best meal of their, their, their life. And I think when you're in this, you know, things aren't what they seem type type dining experience, you you can kind of go both ways with it. But my point is, I've established that whatever that meal costs is what I'm going to pay so that when I die, I know for myself yeah. that I'm not just taking other people's words on it. Because it, it's a it's a pretty unique, unique spot. You know, like some of them, will, they'll have a flower arrangement on the table and then combine, just give you scissors and you're supposed to clip Clip them out yourself and, and make your own oh, style. Cool. Like, yeah, you, you know, it's just like a very interactive. And the, the last the final dessert, they come out and they just put down like a tarp and just plate it like all like on the table. And you just like scrape it off the the, the table and eat it. You know, it's like some of it could be kind of ridiculous, but I, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's going to be wild. Yo, what at what course do they make the dude blow his brains out? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, the menu is sensational. Uh, that was a great movie. That was a great movie. Sensational. Uh, real quick, the, the restaurant you're saying, just kind of like uh, gimmicky and stuff like that, it reminds me of Barton G. Yeah, Have yeah. Have you been to that place? Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Yep, I'm um, by that all day. You get like a steak, but there's like a, a fucking three-foot fork yeah. stabbing the thing. Just everything's <laughs> a little silly, a little yeah, yeah, yeah. opposite-worldly. But, uh, yo, on, uh, going back to the menu, th- this movie just lined up every single person in our industry yeah, and yeah. just took a shot at them one by <laughs> really? one. Uh, from the Do You Know Who I Am diner, yeah. the, uh, the the hedge fund guy, the guy who knows the chef, but then when push comes to chef, he doesn't know, know, yeah. know the, the chef. You're the guy who blows his brains out, and I hope that's not a spoiler yeah, for well, every, everybody. But uh, uh, he, I've worked with people like that. I'm telling you, at per se, the uh, chef comes down and says, all right, guys, line up. We're going to go jump off a bridge. Everybody goes, yes, chef, and jumps up. And <laughs> like, we're going to go walk off the, the bridge. Oh, from the critic 
They really just yeah. took a time to just take a shot from diners and chefs to cooks, all of them. They left nobody out. They just they just took a little shot at all of them. I thought it was awful. It, awesome. It had my girl from Queen's Gambit on there. She looks like a baby yeah. deer. What's her name? Anya uh, Taylor Joy. Yeah, yeah, she like I just I thought it was stellar. And Voldemort was the main character. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 chef. Yeah. Yeah. So in that vein, did you and and I'll tie this back into Chicago, did you see the second season of The Bear yet? Love that too. Okay. And I'm not getting into it, but do you know that that spot where I forget her name, the chef goes to that spot and gets breakfast? Yeah. Do you know that restaurant? No. I got to get it from Aya, but you should definitely. Uh, well, my phone's over there, but it's like a Filipino. It's a Filipino chef. They make all kinds of breakfasts, like a Filipino twist on a lot of things. I'll get you the name of that restaurant. We'll and put legit. It in, it's yeah. supposedly really okay. good. Yeah. Um. So you should definitely check that out while you're there. You saw both seasons of The Bear. Yeah. I started it. I'm I'm ready to say, say ready to say I think the second one's better. I agree, Me too. and that almost never happens. And I think that the the way that they ended it, that really set it up for like multiple more seasons. Yeah. And it, yep. this was kind of, I felt like the first season was self contained enough where that could have been it, but I like where they're going with it now, and I feel like this was the true end of like the beginning. I'm I'm calling the menu and the bear, potentially two of the top five best uh cultural references that refer to my industry and, and, and the chef thing uh ever and in such a short period of time and obviously we know the menu is like a, a parody it's a little, it's a little off sure. but man they're both got shocking accuracies you know in the me- in the menu when they're shitting on the guy for having a paco jet like yo i have a paco jet i make all my ice creams in paco jets the paco jets are bomb and and uh just the accuracy of them is is unreal what about chef the movie with John Favreau, yeah. yeah, that I thought was pretty good. It definitely is. It, it it definitely speaks to how freaking good the 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 this time is. And you know, I guess I just got very lucky that like twenty years ago, Emeralds, you know, shouted words as he threw stuff into a pan, and it became like a very cool thing to be mm-hmm. a chef. Because at the end of the day, it's like one of the most blue collar line of works ever. Yeah, it's like you know, us plumbers and construction workers. Like it's not really all that that far off. And I'm telling you all the time at work, people be like, "Oh, you you you're an artist." I'm like, "Lady." We're drug addicts. Like, <laughs> shit. like yeah. But yeah. you know, some of the best artists are drug addicts. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I I found it's Kasama. Okay. I don't know if I it's necessarily to. like a sit down place. I think it's more kind of like um probably better if it's not. Yeah, it's like a cafe like a bakery type <clears throat> cafe slash you order at the counter and they bring it out to you. But definitely check that out because that's one of the spots we want to go to when we end up going to yeah, when Chicago. We, when we're traveling like this and don't have all that much time. Some of these like three, four hours sit down, you know, Michelin star meals. It's like, oh man, that consumes like one eighth of my trip. Like, you know, I love walking around. One of our things I like, do is look up some of the really high end cocktail bars, uh, patent pending. Here's uh, uh, employees only, uh, uh, Death and Co. The, the, it's either like Blind Rabbit or Flying Rabbit or, or something. They're all like really high end cocktail bars. And just going to like each one, having a drink or two and a snack, and then you just keep walking around. Yeah. And because you're basically, walking and getting fresh air between each cocktail or two you kind of drink all night and you don't really get smashed like you have little bits to sober up between drinks mm-hmm. and stuff and that's just really you know what i would say when the, the beauty in, in new york is we lose sight of just eating and then just going for a walk yeah you know anywhere on long island or orange county like where i'm from you eat you have to get back in your car if you yeah. go for a walk you're on the side of a highway yeah you know what i mean you don't want that yeah so like manhattan is a real even the boroughs do too a really cool ability to dine and then go for like 45 minute walk and like feel better and like yeah. fresh air move your ass and like yeah 
smell some homeless people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Take it in. It's great. Hey, it's all part of the experience, right? Yeah. I talk to a lot of people in California who have some, oh, New York's so cool, but you leave smelling like the the depth of the uh, bum's buttholes and like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know. Man, maybe. <laughs> and in LA, it's patchouli and bum's buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I mean, I always feel like the people that have the most shit to talk about in New York City are the people that never go yeah yeah mm -hmm. or yeah couldn't afford to couldn't keep up with the pace of life like, yeah just couldn't well you don't smell like them if you're not rolling around in the subway you know i speak for Yo, yourself even, <laughs> even if you are like it's got a special place in my heart of and, course yeah uh you know who's got a special place in my heart oh my dad uh oh you know what he does every single week emails us emails the f out of that <laughs> inbox uh we're talking a lot of snack we'll get there but we gotta stop for a ny frank update uh, keeping the streak alive. Uh, hold up. You know what? He's got theme music. Oh, wow. This is what a streak gets you, people. Time for that NY Frank Minute. <laughs> hey! We surrender. <laughs> Boys, hope everyone enjoyed this wonderful weekend weather we had. Unfortunately, it was a terrible baseball weekend, depending upon... How do you feel about the current status of the local teams? While the Metropolitans took three out of four from the Nationals, it appears they are raising the white flag on the season. Uh, don't think anyone was shocked with the trading of Scherzer, but Robertson to the, Marl to the Marlins was. Uh, it seems they are not done yet, as Verlander's name continues to surface as possible trade as well. Mr. Alonzo, however, had a good series hitting the long ball. On the other side, Judge made it back, although the Yanks wasted a great pitching performance by the Coltrane as the bullpen gives up a game-winning walk-off homer in Game 1 to the Orioles. Saturday's game was encouraging, although I didn't watch it. Judge and company made some noise offensively. Sunday's game, however, was back to reality as Severino pitched batting practice, uh, has the highest ERA in Major League Baseball. It's almost eight. Uh, and the game was over in the first inning. I didn't watch either. Uh, Judge was available but didn't play. Good, uh, good on Aaron Boone there, giving him rest after fucking 45 days. Uh, our manager thinks this team, uh, his team, which struck out 18 times, had some aggressive at-bats. I swear to God. What a positive guy that Aaron is. Uh, Delusional. Yeah, some would say. Supposedly, our illustrious GM is going to make some moves at the deadline, but personally, I think they should also raise the white flag on the season as well. Better luck next year. Almost forgot Subway Series ended in a tie, if anyone is interested. NY Frank. Sending emails from his iPhone. What a guy. <laughs> Thank you, my Frank. Justin, how are you feeling about the Mets and this deadline? Somebody called them uh, the softest team money can buy, and I love that. I can agree so with that. So true. Magic. The, big, the three big disappointments are the, the, the Cardinals, the Padres, and the Mets. Mm -hmm. so those are three teams that you see seem revved up with it. The Cardinals at least have the excuse of not, you know, like a top-tier payroll. It's like a medium-tier payroll. But the the Padres to be under five hundred with Juan Soto and Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis and Hunter like yeah. Kim has been but unreal. well Fernando got a haircut, you know, Not and the same he hasn't guy. been the same after the fade. Yeah. And Soto's a free agent, so I don't I don't know what his deal is. But on on the Mets end, you've Scherzer and Verlander combining for two hundred and four years old, and uh, <laughs> I've been absolutely. Doo -doo. I think you're underselling it there. They've been doo doo like. I, I guess you got you got to sell you got to sell, but now <clears> I, I somebody has Pete Alonso on my fantasy team. I'm starting to have this little fear that you fall out of it and his wrist might not be right. They just shut him down. Yeah, it's like, bro, I don't know. I think he's the type of guy that he's gonna play. Like yeah, that's all he wants he's to got do. Shot at a 40 homer season. Yeah, like, he'll you're, do you're it. Gonna, you're gonna shut it down now. And I do wonder if the Yankees are 
we'll, we'll find out today, uh, buying or selling or what it is. Because I thought Blake Snell from the Padres to the Yankees was going to happen. I, I you know what, know. though? I think the Yankees are going to do. I think they're going to do absolutely nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. seriously. Like, and they I missed like... out on Snell once before. Yeah. But they have a bad track record with, like, great pitchers on other teams, bringing them to their organization. And then they try and change the way they pitch. Like, I, yeah. I kind of hated Sonny Gray because uh, he was Duke uh, coming from the athletics. But the... It's because the Yankees were forcing him to throw yep. a pitch that he didn't throw. He did pretty good for the Reds. And then, yeah, the, and then yeah. he leaves there and is like, yeah, I don't throw this pitch, so I'm not going to fucking throw it 80% of the time. It's like, yo, the Yankees, whoever they got in their analytics department, it's probably somebody like me who doesn't even know how to fucking use the program, whatever the hell they're using. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't work for them. Because Tampa Bay, Orioles, they, these teams, that they, they got their fucking payrolls, 500 bucks, and like uh, <laughs> all you can clip. eat for one year to Olive Garden. And they're, they're freaking raking. Wait. Yeah, uh, all you can eat. That's what I'm saying. Yankees. That's are a last. big draw. Yankees are last in their division. Isn't yeah, but the wild? AL East. We've I've said it many times on this podcast. The AL East is like top to bottom this season, especially or all World Series. They're all over five contenders. That's wild. I, I, yeah, but the, the teams the Yankees have been losing to are not. World no, I know. No, no yeah, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying the rest of the team. That that's really more for the rest of the teams, but. But still, I mean, you got to win a minimum 100 games to be in first place. Minimum 100 games. And even though they're all good, the Yankees are the worst team in that division. Like, I think and that's the saying something. That's better, saying something. The Blue Jays look better. The Rays look better. The only I, one I can maybe see the Red Sox. They're, they're I kinda... think they have more talent than the Red Sox, but I think the Yankees, the Mets, and the Padres all have the same issue, and it's the chemistry. Yep. I think that you, not that they don't get along, but it's just like, doesn't seem like they care. Too many Enough. superstars. Yeah, but can somebody explain to me how chemistry works in baseball? I mean, think about like jobs you've had where you hated everybody you worked with, or like you didn't care about the people you worked with, and then a job where you know you lo you loved everybody. Yeah. It was just fun to go to work. You know, everybody yeah. was. No, I understand chemistry. I just don't know. So how you figure out the so like does chemistry? Everything. Chemistry in basketball and. Uh, like a team sport where you're constantly moving around and like sharing the ball. Like, yeah, I know you got to throw from third to first. I get it. But like basketball chemistry, you can see when the guys aren't together. Sure. It's fluid. Well, there's a lot more moving parts in baseball. any particular play. Whereas baseball, you could be rotting in right field. You don't see a ball. I get that. But a good team with good chemistry is going to be communicating their, during the whole game. You know what I'm saying? Like just because they're, they're more friendly and they're like chattier. So you have people you know, reminding where the guy went last time. I mean, they check like the cards and stuff like that, but they're always moving and repositioning themselves. And guys are, you know, calling out other guys, you know, hey, give him a step, you know, shade over. He pulled it last time. And then now shortstops have the the pitch track or whatever the hell that thing's called. So they know the pitches. Yeah. I think the more you got to think of it, like these guys are with each other like 13, 14 hours a day. Yeah. For mm -hmm. a long time. For six, for six long seven season. months. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just the chemistry like during the game. It's, yeah, it's everything. Yeah. I always wonder when the pitcher goes out and gets bombed for like six runs in the first two innings and then they eventually lose 7-3. Yo, that's your fault, right, bro? That's, that's your fucking fault. Like, mm -hmm. we, they, like, we all came here as a team to like play today, but yo, you lost this game. And like, how that sucks opposed to being a right fielder if you go 0 for 4 for three weeks. You suck, but you didn't lose and yeah, one game but, uh, specifically, yeah. you just contributed to losing a little bit, like and I, all of them. And I think that that's the difference you're going to have with a team that has good chemistry and bad chemistry is the bad chemistry, that thought's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. The good team is going to be like, hey, 
we'll pick you up because yeah, there's yeah. gonna be a game where we score two runs and you shut them down and we and, and we win two to one. So yeah, you had a bad game today, but that's not yeah. I mean, technically you're the reason we lost the game, but as a team, you know, it, it doesn't matter who does what as long as we all go for the same goal and yo, I mean Scherzer for like what thirty five well, million's a, a been, been pretty rough. He's, Dude, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, every, every time he got a lead in the last six months. He immediately gave it right back. I, so, like, imagine spending twenty five million on a third baseman that, like, but you know what? Couldn't hit the fucking. Was that Donaldson? Know. Yeah, yeah. Thank God Scherzer stepped up and talked to the front office. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to one day later get shipped out. Yeah. It's like, oh, you got a lot to say. Uh, you can say it on your way out. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I mean, did he say? I don't know if I. He was just like after they traded Robertson. He's like, we need to talk. To, I need to talk to the upper management about uh, this to really yeah. to see what the term, what direction we're going in. He's like, I didn't want to say anything, but then they traded Robertson. Now I have to say anything. The next day, sure, just been traded. <laughs> Yo, in like post fucking game interview, like a bozo. Yeah, he always like there was always an excuse with him every time he he did poorly. It was like, oh, I you know I know what I did wrong. I got to change the grip on my slide. This that and the other thing. My neck hurts. I slept on it weird. There was always something with him, and no doubt, first ballot Hall of Famer. It just. Anytime we needed him in a big spot, it just blew up in our face. So, you know what? I'm glad we got a good prospect out of it. I'll have fun watching you get bombed around by the Verlander gun. I think I, I think it's the mis I want him here because I want to contend next year. Yep. But he's the biggest trade ship on the market right now. Yeah. And I think you're silly if you don't cash in on it. So gun to your head. They trade him? Um, not what they should gun do, to my head do. what my prediction is they don't and and not not for lack of trying i think i think these guys actually have some type of plan and the balls to say if we're not getting what we want then we'll just keep them because it doesn't yep. matter the money doesn't matter yep and you do have an ace next year yeah exactly with like a, a, a number two at worst yep. i th i think if you make a trade with the dodgers you're going to get someone very good if you make a trade with the astros you're going to get three or four guys that are not as good and I don't necessarily like that. I'd rather get a short thing. Yo, you want to talk about overpaid third basements. You should look at what Anthony Rendon has done for the <laughs> Angels in the time that he's been an Angel. Because I, I yeah. live out there in, in Angels land. Like where they, they, you well, know. he swung on that fan at least. Yeah, dude. And he still some missed. Shit? And he still missed. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's only, Strike. Only 17 <laughs> fans in the whole stadium. And somehow you picked a fight with one of them. Like, yeah. yo, that was some shit. But also he's now like, in like 85 million over like three seasons with like 110 games played and like just garbage. Like, Wasn't he good like seven years ago? Yeah. He was ridiculous. With and the he Nationals. was a free agent the year that the Yankees signed Cole. And the, the Angels team that year just screamed needing an ace. Like the idea that you took, they were very similarly paid. Like everything about it screamed, the Angels need Cole. Get Cole. He's from California. Everything. Cole signs with the Yankees and they think they're like going to one up him and go out and get the big hitter on the market Rendon and he has been nightmare well like, I, th I think that was that I think I've heard reports that he the owner of the Angels doesn't want to sign pitchers like he wants big name hitters because a they play every day and he thinks it gets people into the ballpark it's more about maybe making money than but, I like that which I, he definitely seems only out for the money but Cole has made every start since becoming a Yankee yeah he's, he's, he's been a gamer. terrible he hasn't always gamer. been good He's, he's been good a lot. That contract's made every been worth every penny. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Especially when a lot of the other pitchers in their rotation who have underperformed, you know, yep. it's, he's picking up a lot of slack. Is yep. he going to be doing that um, a TED Talk or a podcast anytime soon? Uh, I don't... <laughs> I, uh, 
maybe <laughs> after the season. Yeah. Um, I got to look into that though. Uh, the wife and I, <laughs> we uh, we got some things planned. Uh, <laughs> I do like that he's showing a little personality this year. Yeah, 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 he's definitely, he's loosened. And that's what I like the most, man. It's a fucking game. And you're getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars to do it. Crack a smile. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I hate seeing dudes, like, just sour. Yeah. Like Anthony Rendon swinging on fans. That's so good. He was like, he was like talking to Otani. He's like, the fuck do you say? <laughs> My favorite, like, time in baseball was that 2001, like, Red Sox team. They were fun to watch. They had so much personality. Yeah. yeah. You a terrorist? Two thousand one? The only team that mattered in two thousand one was the Mets and the Yankees. Anybody outside of New York? Not two thousand one. What was the year? Oh, yeah, Johnny Damon. Yeah, two thousand four, yeah. Kevin Paul. But that's also a dig, you son of a bitch. That wasn't <laughs> a dig. It was fun to watch them. Manny like, Ramirez. Yeah, for you? For yeah. you? <laughs> Manny Ramirez cutting off Johnny Damon right, and Alfred. Hey, that's everything we got for you this week. <laughs> That's as far as my baseball. Uh, that was knowledge. the worst fucking year of my life. Have, Justin, have you been going out to Angel Stadium at all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you see Shohei, it's yeah. You know, I mean, it's history in the making. Like, yeah. You know, real talk. We, we we text about this a little before. Like, if you could go back in time and tell twelve year old Justin that you know down the road in his life he's going to see somebody lead the league in strikeouts and home runs, like. I, I get you that Mad Bum could hit, but you know he he hit like one eighty with like four dongs on the year. Like good for a pitcher, but like what's going on right now? Truly historic. Yeah. I don't I don't see any rebuttal or any side of a conversation any other than Shohei Otani's the best player to ever play baseball. I agree. End of sentence. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I, I agree. I'm, I'm not hearing anything else. He's the- I, I just uh I, you know I, you know, records are meant to be broken. I would just I'd be so bummed if he if he broke sixty two. I don't think oh, he's, he's breaking it. You oh. think so? He's In his a, career a, probably. He? I I think this year I Well this 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 year is def- I mean I mean, who knows? He's a freak. Every time you say, you know, things are hard to top, it's like uh, fucking 35 strikeouts. That's not even possible because there's only 27 outs in a game, but somehow <laughs> he got it. And then also hit 12 home runs. Yo, if Judge could turn around and pitch the next day after hitting, hitting so many, like, <laughs> well, that, I mean, but he stays in and hits after he comes uh-huh. out pitching, which yeah. is, but there's nothing like what he's, what he's doing. Yeah. That's, but every other pitcher, get his motherfucking trainer because the dude does everything, say. hasn't pulled, torn, snapped, a- anything in his career. My yeah. only rebuttal to that. Yeah, he's definitely one of the greatest, but he didn't have a size 42 waist, wasn't crushing heaters. <laughs> and hot dogs. And hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he didn't go by the name Babe. Yeah, no, but, he, yeah but also, hey, well, I got a segue for people. Babe, because like, <laughs> imagine, like, imagine playing in just one segment. First of all, if I could only play sports exclusively against white people, I might actually have a shot at something. Come on, Chuck. Also, also, uh, also, also, too, the pitching back then was like, it, like the but fastest true. ball was like 80 miles per hour. Yeah, yeah. someone was yeah. like, they didn't even, have, a slider wasn't even invented. Yeah, yeah. if you, yeah. If you yeah. like licked your fingers and then threw the ball and somehow it like tailed a little bit, oh, he threw a silly sidewinder. <laughs> Mine, my, my joke was like, was that of like when people talk about basketball, you know, before the league changed. Uh, <laughs> and the league like, got way better oh, and more dude, entertaining. They yeah. were, they were scoring, they scored like 55 points that game. Yeah. And then they're like the first guy who was over six, seven that could jump. They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Things don't change. No, and that, yeah. and that's, and <laughs> things that's, are different. And, and that's the, uh, you know, I, I'm not taking a jab at the boomers, but I'm, you know, that that's the boomer coming like defense wins game yeah, because they couldn't fucking score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you had to play defense if you couldn't fucking. <laughs> and your defense had more fucking holes in Swiss cheese. <laughs> Yeah. Five five Leonard Lewis over there is gonna fucking guard Kareem Abdul Jabbar. <laughs> no thanks. It's just crazy with Shohei to think like 
pitchers have won the MVP before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it's crazy to think that in the same season he could win the Cy Young and the MVP. And maybe a silver slugger. <laughs> yeah, based on based on the, the MVP for his hitting and the Cy Young for his pitching. Like yep. that's just silly. Come and on over to so the Bronx. It's like Berlander got the MVP and the Cy Young, but both based on pitching. I don't yeah. think he swung a bat all year. Yeah. Like yeah, it's historic. That's it. So yeah. The yeah. man is an animal. Um but fuck him. But he's beautiful. He's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. But, very, very polite and uh, environmentally conscious, but, you know, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but we're rooting for you. Um, all the best. Uh, you know, speaking of Babe Ruth, I played golf yesterday for the first time this year since I tore the shoulder off at the same course that Babe Ruth once swatted some balls at. It's the oldest public course in America. Really? Hmm. Talking about Van Cortland Park look golf course. In the Bronx? Yeah, in the Bronx. Doesn't uh, look like their landscaping crew came out, though. It was, it was nice. Oh, that video that you posted, I saw a lot of, unless you guys were just ripping divots. Oh, no, there's a tee box. So, I mean, it's going to be a little chewed up right there. That chewed up, dog? <laughs> hey, I mean, like it, was a par, it, it, well, it was a par three, so you're hitting irons off of it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, true, true. But uh, 1895, that some bitch opened. That's a long time ago. That's a long time. That's when the Whats were that's still playing the, that's basketball. Almost, <laughs> that's almost 130 years, and your boy had a stroke. For every year, I, I shot a one ten. <laughs> but you know, it was good though. I had uh, the. I mean, I, I had my drives were money the whole way. It was just the chipping that I had to get the feel for, and then the putting started coming back. I almost nailed like it, it was like at least thirty yards on the other side of the fucking green. Just threw up a prayer, came within inches. Mm, um, tap it in or miss? No, I tapped it in. Um, <laughs> tap tap tap. But uh, no, and then the last hole, uh, two hundred and eighty-five yard. Par four, I was just barely off of the green from the tee shot. Damn. Yeah, that felt good. My dick grew two inches that day. <laughs> just from that what one swing. What the Grinch? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was a good time, and it was uh, nice to be out there. I put a little video up. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Nice. Um, you a golfer, Justin? Nope. How long have you been golfing? Me? Yeah. Just about my whole life. Yeah. I remember you and Jimmy doing it uh, quite a bit a couple years ago. No, man, it's just such an intimidating hobby to get into. It's, like, it's also expensive. It's <laughs> literal mental warfare. Yeah. I don't I don't see myself doing it. My my brain's too too small for that. Like, <laughs> you know what it's not too small for? Talking snack. Talking snack. You know this crew is all about them multiple entrees. Yeah. Of talk. course we love courses. <laughs> <laughs> uh take it away, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any uh you have any plans for the city? Uh, I'm going to go to Cosme. So I'm a big fan of Enrique Oliveira. He has a restaurant in Mexico City called Puyol, which, oh, side note, if you can go to Mexico City. Um, is that where you got the million day mole? Yes, yes, that's Puyol. You're nailing it. Yep, they do the, the mole madre. And uh, there's two restaurants there, Puyol, Quintanillo. Both are two top 30 in the world meals on the San Pellegrino list. And both are... I don't want to throw on numbers, but very fairly pro- you know, cheaper, cheaper than coming to my fucking restaurant. Uh, and, and the two top 30 in the meal uh, world, uh, world, two top 30 in the world meals, you can go and they're very affordable. Mexico City's very, very cool. And when I went down there, I swear to God, my Airbnb was like $38. Damn. Yeah, you know, real mm. talk, I wouldn't let any of you in my apartment for $38. Like, you know, that's like oh. un- unreal to think for yeah, $38, you have a, a place to stay. So the chef down there, Puyol, he opened a restaurant in New York with a sous chef of his, this this, uh, this woman, Daniela, who's also a very talented chef. And they run something in New York called Cosme that I've been once. I'm dying to go again. And then in Did the, you say what area that's in? 
Downtown you, Meatpacking District. How do you spell it? Cosme. C-O-S-M-E. It might be more like the 20s. Now I'm thinking about it. And then the other one is called uh, Misha, which is by a chef named Alex Stupak, who's also kind of a pretty big deal. And I used to not like old old school uh, Alex Stupak, but he's somebody who's throughout his years in this industry has become very, um, not take himself so seriously anymore. And and, and I, I like the translation. That's so David Chang. You know, David Chang, his day was like a nutcase. And now later in life, you listen to his his podcast and he's... Uh, talks a lot about how ridiculous he used to be and the other side of it now is trying to uh, better life for the industry and, and and stuff like that. So I like really enjoy people when they kind of hit the other side of like, yeah. Okay. You know, you know, what, it, what kind of food is that? Uh, Cosme is, is uh, Mexican, which mm-hmm. is I think particularly wild for, for New York. And Misha is also has some, some ethnic vibe vibes to it. I got to look into a bit more. I just always knew who he was. And there's, there's a couple other, uh, and you haven't been open. to this restaurant. Nope. It's nope. in the uh, Flatiron District. Okay. East 21st Street. That makes sense. And uh, yeah, and, and there we're trying to think about a Broadway show while we're up there. Moulin Rouge is kind of on our radar. Um, I don't know if it's know. out yet, but uh, there's a, a Broadway play I want to see. I think it's called The Shark is Broken. It's by uh, Robert Shaw, the actor that played Quint. Uh, his son uh, mm. did, did the play, but it's, it's just about all, like I guess, the mechanical failures with the shark and, and uh, I don't know how you make a play out of that but yeah. it, it looked it looked pretty good I don't know I gotta I got see a trailer or something on this uh, some some read up on it because that sounds a little it's just a, little... a guy looking at like like <laughs> plans being scratching his head for an hour for an hour and 30 minutes and then and, I swear and right, before, the right before the cre- right <laughs> I got before the credits parts. <laughs> right before the credits roll one guy in the back is like is it plugged in uh, uh, we're going to see um, "Here Lives Love" tomorrow. It's a, it's a move, a movie, a uh, play about the Marcos family in the Philippines. They were like the dictator oh, that right. got overthrown. But it's about his wife. But all the music is done by David Byrne from the Talking Heads. Oh, nice! Oh, wow! Oh, Didn't he, really oh well, cool. you saw him. He did, he did like a one man show thing the, or oh. uh, American Utopia. Yeah, yeah, nice. that was really good. Nice. So wait, while well, we're on snacks, one of my favorite things. Last time I was in town, I brought my girlfriend to get. Um, you know, the, like the gyro lamb and rice that's like in every cart in, in, yeah. in New York. And that's they're just like, it's like, yeah, like halal rice. It's like steamed rice with like spices and stuff in it. So it was like chopped lettuce and tomatoes that, that gyro lamb all, all across the top of it, like on, on, on the spit with a uh, white sauce one way and red sauce the other. Fantastic. Fantastic. Bomb, bomb. And I remember like when I was in mid-20s working in Manhattan and, and going there, you know, like, six bucks and there's like two meals out of mm-hmm. them they're, yeah. they're so filling and they're so good and the spices on it and maybe it has a soft spot in my heart which is why when i took her to get it last time i was sitting there thinking to myself like was this like just special to me or is this like fucking good no it's fine and we sat down there and, and got it so we 100 percent have to get that again and that's another one that like do you have a specific one no bro i, I hate to be i hate to be racist about it but i think they're all the same well so <laughs> halal guys is like the big one right yeah yeah but, but there's supposedly one that's like incredible i'll try to i'll try to find it for you and send it to you i don't know what the line's going to be like as a parent but if you're going during the middle of the week damn there's like a, one that. that stands out because i've supposedly I get them all over the place yeah. i used to see them a lot in queens which is why I, I'm, we I'm have one right you. outside right outside my uh subway station it's Yo, fire I think they, it's so they just hit like, yeah. i don't think yeah. i've had a bad halal truck right Right. Like I don't think I. I mean, they do get a little spite. You've had a couple. I was say you've had some spite whites. Yeah, that. But that's Long Island shit, though. Mm, they're very spiteful. Yeah. <laughs> my but, my favorite thing about the halal truck by my apartment, they got a poster of Mosala on the side of the truck. 
Hell yeah. I was like, these are my guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once I took Pat, our, our, a friend of ours back there, back in the day, and he was real banged up. He was like, he drank <laughs> no, <way> too much. <laughs> no. The same and, uh, Pat that I know? Yeah. And I tell him, I'm like, yo, but here's the deal. You get a lot of white sauce and just a little red sauce. And he gets up there and just stumbled, rah, 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 oh, like man. hammered and talking. I talk to guys like, yeah, all the sauce, white sauce, red sauce. I'm watching him like plow on the red sauce. Pat's telling him more. He's all drunk. I'm basically blacking out. And then we go off and watch him eat it. Oh, I've never seen somebody's face like glow <laughs> and throb and like change in color. Like this guy looks so uncomfortable eating it. Pretty sure it's blacked out. So I, I, everything. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, I, I'd love to see if he still remembers. Everybody, if he hears this and he has any idea about this this incident, but I've I've never seen somebody's like face change colors from the food that they're eating. I don't know if he'll remember it, but he'll tell you about a place in Omaha that's ten times better than that. <laughs> <laughs> that hot sauce though is just it's serious. So good. It's 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 legit. <clears throat> it's like oily and mm-hmm. spicy and it's a perfect drunk food yeah. yeah those those carts don't have to get grades though right i'm pretty sure they don't don't ask that's a lot of trust okay, to like, get that shit off it, a fucking cart it, it's like my bank account if i don't see it it's fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no they put enough hot sauce on it it, it kills all the sure. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah they put it they, they cook it that's purell is what they're <laughs> um i want to talk about my favorite meal this year since you're here uh, it was Attaboy. Have you heard? Oh shit! How was it, dude? We went a couple of years ago for so me and I's birthday are ten days apart, so we always do like we'll click somewhere really nice to go. Yep. And we did it a couple of years ago, and I was like, okay, it was good. It wasn't worth it. We went back again this year. So good, mm. fantastic. I it's on my list of uh. So last like month, I started asking for recommendations from a couple of, uh, a chef I works up at the French Laundry, who's a buddy of mine, was in New York like two weeks before me, and uh, so I hit him up, like, yo, where, where did you eat? And on this list was Attaboy, of so things good. he recommended. It was so good. And they have a another restaurant. Uh, Automix. Uh, Atomix. It's like, a, it. it's like a, a Jewish-Japanese fusion. Hmm. Wow. We'll double check that I'm thinking of the right one, but I know that they have two of them. And, uh, or, good with or, money or maybe and very more. respectful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, very, very contradiction so too. It's it's Attaboy at uh, Adamix, and I think there's there's one more. Okay. I think you're right, but Adamix is just so expensive. It's like uh, almost four hundred dollars a plate. Sweet Jesus! But we we want to go there so bad. We just couldn't get. It's impossible to get a reservation. It's yeah. crazy. Imagine being that expensive and hard to get a reservation. I can't. Yeah, yeah what a world. How? What do you get for four hundred dollars? Ajita. It's a, a, back t- rub. a tasting menu. <laughs> tasting menu. <laughs> experience. You don't even eat. You just look at the food and they tell See, you about it. <laughs> I wish. I don't know. Maybe I'm just hating on it because I don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, you, yeah. Have, you have better things to spend your money on. Yeah. Do I? I mean, children. Yeah. I mean, those sweet ass <laughs> kicks. I'm sorry you don't have the sneaker cam this episode. I'm yeah. going to have to sell these so that I can have a fucking experience. No. Those no, sneakers you, are an experience. It's the kids. I love these. It's the kids. Yeah. You, you're all familiar with the term dink? No. Dink, double income, no kids. Oh, oh yeah. that's Bro. a good life right Bro. there. Dink. Tell you. That is an important <laughs> We're living it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, 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 I think about it all the time. And then you've heard the term dink wad, double income, no kids with a dog. With a dog. <laughs> and the running joke is that there's no living creature in the world with a better life than a dog of a dink wad. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine. Bro, yeah. dink wad. You got everything you could possibly want. I gotta think of an acronym for me. I just buy fucking camera equipment. <laughs> well, that's, what, I mean, we were t- dink wad. <laughs> I and yeah. I were talking about that the other day, and she was like, "Well, what if what Douche. if we end up not having kids?" And I'm like, "Then we'll get a dog. Yeah, like, that dog is going to be spoiled hammered. as fuck." Yeah, yep. And then also, 
We'll get a dog sitter when we need it, and we'll like travel the world and experience some really cool shit. That oh man, I'm telling yeah, you but what. be the be the guy that's got the backpack with the dog in it, though. Be that guy. Yeah, bring the, the dog, dog with uh, you on the adventure when I can. When I can get to like anywhere, any trip I can bring my dogs. That's a that's a positive. San Francisco, I, or I could drive like Paso or something like that. But uh, you know, I'm telling you, you just take a week off from work, go go travel like Italy, and then when you get back, you, you hit up your friends with kids. And be like, Yo, bud, how was the Teletubby <laughs> reunion while it's gone? Like, yeah, you know, oh, like this that. tan. Oh, yeah, no worries. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My tan's from cleaning the pool so that the kids can enjoy it. Yep, yeah, a little different. The one other thing I yeah, want. There's, per- there's perks to that too. On average, you know, there's thousands of pool boys getting laid every summer. So, well, I only get one lay. <laughs> One leg from one yeah. pool. We're talking per, like one, per, one, one per week. <laughs> one per, well, we, 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 How we many times are you cleaning the pool? Yeah, one, one per pool cleaning. <laughs> a lot. A lot. I even do it with my shirt off so yeah, that two my of wife these. notices me. She's like, I didn't even know you were gone. <laughs> no wonder it was so quiet in here. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to tell you about, Justin, was uh, we went to Sushi Nakazawa again. Oh, damn. And I have to give you credit. For being the person to tell me that if you don't like uni the first time, keep trying it. Yeah. Because it's been my one of my favorite things for years now, but this time I got the special uni. Oh shit. It was what? fucking fire, dude. It, it was expensive, but it was so good. I was about to ask, ask what it, it cost. It was expensive because they it scraped like, it off of uh, Ocean Gate. Oh <laughs> too soon? I think it was like uh fifty extra. But it okay. was like Heaps of it yeah. on like a little bowl of Baller. rice. Yeah. But what so did they? Good. What was um special about it? I uh, am sure it's of the highest quality yeah. ever. Like I, I told you where they got it. The special <laughs> place in Hokkaido. <laughs> I don't know. Usually Hokkaido is like the the best. Like the you know Hokkaido seafood, Hokkaido scallops and uni and and some of their langoustines and things coming out of there. Sometimes you'll see like like out by me, I have the Santa Barbara uni, which is good. So you see like Santa Barbara uni, you know, one price, and then Hokkaido uni, like the upcharge like the, the the more of it what do you prefer uh i i think the hokkaido i think the japanese is the the best in the game it, it is this ones in santa barbara are really good too but also i became weary after the whole gulf spill the oil spill out at, yeah. at the gulf mm. they like they <clears> that's like, the special <laughs> they like shut the down. Little, BP, the dark. little bp diesel <laughs> <laughs> they like shut down hokkaido uh sorry uh santa barbara section of, of fishing for like Three months and then open it back up. I'm like, bro, you told me you got all the oil out three months. Babe, like, I don't yeah. know. Babe, what's what's uni unleaded? What the <laughs> but you might ninety three. I don't tape. know if yeah, it says eighty seven, eighty nine, and ninety three. I don't know if that's the price. Or <laughs> you might get that nuclear uni though from Ooh, Japan. That's yeah, the that's yeah. the good <laughs> stuff. That, that glowing. So if you had them, you're blindfolded. You had one on each plate, and you, could you tell the difference? Definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's yeah. what is it? The Japanese grit is smaller. Uh, Japanese is sweeter and uh, and and a little bit more tender. On the Santa Barbara side, they're definitely bigger. They are a little more like irony and minerally. They're sweet, but not as sweet as the Hokkaido. And I think I don't like to say they're like like tougher, but they're just they're bigger. So it's like like a it's a little muscle. They're like mm-hmm. a, like a tongue. Like it's a muscle. So the the bigger one, obviously the the Japanese one. Yo, Japanese ones come in this like baller little box, mm-hmm. like like wrapped up. Like like oh shit, I should be spending money on this. Like you pop it open, it's like. <laughs> They're like latticed and all nice and sitting and all organized and shit. So like you could just tell it's a little more of like a craft mm-hmm. and, and, a, yeah. and a thing. But the uh, game with the Kaido, those who don't don't know why why it's so great. Super nutrient rich water, strong currents, and very cold temperatures. They produce the best the best uh, seafood. That's why like Maine has better lobster than yeah. Florida. Yeah, Stronger yeah. currents, colder waters. 
Yeah. Plus, they do a lot of weird shit in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want that lobster anyway. The people, it's been that, that lobster's been know, banged. I, I, somebody, somebody posted that lobster. Somebody posted that like it says like Florida. It was like a Florida man thing, and it was about uh, an animal at the zoo that they had to like that died because of basically somebody doing sexual acts with it. Definitely Florida. Yeah. Perfect. Yikes! It's fucking creepy. The guy passed on chlamydia to like a gorilla. <laughs> yeah. oh, Only in Florida. I spent some time in uh, St. Pete, and it's a very unique blend of eighteen-year-old drug addicts and senior <laughs> citizens, and that's it. Also yeah. addicted that's to it. drugs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you Different were kinds. in. Uh, oh no. <laughs> so what do you got going on at that. the? Uh, you were in St. Peter's. No. <laughs> what do you got going on at the restaurant lately? Anything that like you're super excited about? So, like new things? Or? We work mega seasonally. So like right right now we've hit. I'll the, say the, the name of the restaurant room. for the folks listening. Trust, trust. You either trust or you or you don't. It is a eighteen seat restaurant. You you show up and you sit down. We do some themes. Uh, so you you do we do ultimate steak dinner. We, we'll do a seafood one, a, a surf and turf. We'll do a French based dinner, a, Spa, a Spanish tapas, a rustic Italian. We'll do themes. So when you show up on a theme, you know it's going to be Italian, but you don't know what it's going to be. And my favorite, the best thing we do is just call trust. You show up, you sit down, you say, I'm ready, food and alcohol, please. And it just starts showing up. That's awesome. And it's like white guy omakase. And it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's very entertaining. It's a dinner party. There's a, a lot of, um, like I always say, the experience is modeled after a dinner party. So we encourage interactions. We encourage questions. You know, right when you walk in, we hand you a glass of bubbly. It's a dinner party with high-end food. It's, it's, a, it's a good time. It's a little foul mouth. It's a little obnoxious. And... But uh, I love the direct line of communication. The the chef who's cooking it for you it tells you all about it, tells you where in your travels you saw it, why it's so special, why it's so hard to get. Like, you know, the, the story. You can go into a restaurant, you just order something, you get it, and it's good, and then you pay, and then you leave, and that's just, that's just fucking dinner. But I, I think there's so much, when you have these amazing products to tell the story behind mm -hmm. it, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, I think it makes it taste better to know, like, yeah. why it's special, where it came from, and, and just adds the experience. Reminds me a little bit like when you go to these wineries and you sit down, you, you have a wine. It's like, that's a delicious wine, but it tastes better when you're having it like there with the winemaker and, 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 and stuff like that. And I, I kind of try and mimic that at the, at the restaurant and you know, we're hyper seasonal. So like you know, we got insane corn coming in right now, the, the stone fruit coming in right now, Santa Monica farmer's markets, a, 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 a trip. Mm, Union square farmer's market's pretty special too out, out here. Union Square Farmers Market is the head and shoulders the best in, in New York. The beauty there is everything moves less than 300 miles, which is upstate New York, Pennsylvania, a little bit of New Jersey, and, and like a little bit of Long Island. And, and so that's pretty cool that everything moves a very short period of time. Santa Monica is probably a little bit better, but the Union Square one is by a significant margin the best we have in New York. And frankly, <clears> nothing I'm shitting on at all. I love Santa Monica, uh, a Union Square Farmers Market. I think what they do down there is so, so cool. So the last time I was there, and it was obviously phenomenal. I've been there twice. Just absolutely delicious. You had the $300 bottle of soy sauce. Hmm. Yeah. What is your favorite thing to play around with now? Damn, I, I, did, ha I did have a soy phase for, <laughs> for, for quite a while. Hmm. That's a good one. I've had some really nice aged balsamics in. I got, hang with me on this one, a freeze-dried white truffle from Alba. So you've had astronaut food mm -hmm. that has like no weight to it at all because it's freeze-dried. <laughs> I bought a white truffle like that. And it comes from Italy as a white truffle, like with no weight. And I put it in a coffee grinder and pulverized it into a powder and then folded it in, into stuff. 
like season it with it. What type of grind are we talking? Like espresso, cold brew? What are we? <laughs> use a weed grinder. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's wild because it crushes up and you fold in stuff. And I thought to myself, what a unique way to transport a truffle. But uh, big, big on uh, some of the aged balsamics this time of year because I like, I like cutting like a fresh peach and putting an aged balsamic on it with like mm-hmm. a little fresh cheese. Again, stone fruit and fresh cheese. Like we make our own mm. mozzarellas and ricottas. And I think that with fresh peaches and, and stone fruit. That to me is just like savory version of peaches and cream. Yeah. And I think that shit's fucking bomb. Yeah. Like that's Damn. such a good time of year. You get some almond into the equation. Dude, that's like a testament. Your elevator pitch for why we should go. I'm yeah. already trying to figure out a way for my wife and I to fly out to experience that. Because I feel like we when we were just talking about that uni, like why you spend the money on that. So like you're translating your cooking and sharing that excitement with the people in that experience for your restaurant. And that's like, that to me is worth $400. It, it's right? pretty cool. So like, I love that you're sharing that enthusiasm. And that's what I feel like every other food, like high dining experience should be like. And I like the foul mouth part. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> yeah. well, that's the, I mean, that's the thing you see <clears throat> in that restaurant that Richie's working at in uh, the bear. I don't know yeah. how, accurate that is to like yep. what that restaurant actually does but like when you're in an experience like that's what you're paying for like Yo, yes the food is fantastic but i love that because the guy who takes them outside and like falls them out a little bit i love the line every day is a super bowl i love that mm-hmm. and uh you you would say that he's kind of drinking the kool-aid yeah. you have to you have to in these restaurants you have to like sit there and tell yourself like yo man a butchered smudgy fork is not acceptable in something like like, like this it's not just a fork it's just i think that's actually the best episode of the, the, whole, what, the num- whole, what number series. one what number seven seven oh I think I'm, yeah i think i only watched the first three or four and to be honest with you seven forks i think is the best uh of all of them and you got to get past the one that i struggle with the worst the family one right before that is a yeah. savage savage watch it's so anxiety it is so 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 my much. wife and i had to pause it yeah and like gather our thoughts yeah <laughs> had, they had an episode like that in the first season where it was, yep. it was the short one that but was just the whole time you were like this stressed. was 10 times worse? worse wow yeah but he's right similar uh concept similarly placed in the season and uh so you get through that one and then comes uh in my, my opinion the best one but you do have to live in in these places when i worked at per se it was the 10th best restaurant in the world and you needed to live on a steady diet of the kool-aid or else you weren't surviving there you you just weren't when you talk to the chefs from there, uh, some of the responses coming back to you sounded like they were read out of the French Laundry cookbook, like they're like like verbatim. Like it's like wow. Wasn't that isn't that place known for like the chef was like a huge asshole to everybody? Uh, at per se, and, no, and uh, French, the laundry? French Laundry. Okay, do you have Thomas Keller, who is uh, this very controlled, wise wisdom? I think the best American-born chef ever, who is uh, methodical and and perfectionist and and something very special, and he employs a couple chefs under him who are savage animals like so tk says a lot with a with a little he'll like when he's upset with you he'll say what am i gonna do with you and it's like oh that's like shivering in your boots uh you you cut the tape you always cut the tape in in these restaurants to uh it's a signal that there's no job too small to take seriously and uh, i saw somebody rip the tape and he said uh rip another piece of tape and you'll never get the chance to cut your first to the point wow. monotone yeah, yeah. dimple little you yeah. says a lot with a little but the, the chefs who work under him are fucking animals animals and yet, i'm gonna tell you the funniest thing that anybody's ever said to me 
and, and you can't laugh because you're getting yelled at. You're in the 10th best restaurant in the world. And like, you're a piece of shit. And you, you just, you need to take this very, very seriously. But uh, he's got a couple of them. One, he would all the time test me. Are you on drugs? Are you on drugs, Justin? Are you fucking on drugs? And I, I didn't know what to do, but I didn't realize you have to respond. It's like the military. Yeah. And it's such a weird thing to be like, no chef, not on drugs. Just <laughs> really bad at my job. Nope, nope, just a shitty cook. No, nope, no chef, not, not on not drugs. Not currently, but definitely now, later. <laughs> definitely fucking now. <laughs> so this guy in the middle of like the worst night of my life, just going down, having a really rough go of it, leans in and goes, I hope you fuck better than you cook. <laughs> <laughs> also terrible at that, sir. Also yeah, terrible. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh yeah, because I don't. I don't at all. So like, yeah. he, he's had a couple of them. When my station was dirty, he looked at me. He goes, Justin, it looks like two bums have been fucking on your station again. And it's like, <laughs> why do they have the best insults? I know, I know. And I, I like was not. I wasn't used to being spoken to like that. It, yeah. it was. It was a real change of pace. <laughs> oh man. Amazing. No, no, chef. Two bums were not fucking on my <laughs> I know it looks like that, chef, but... I, I, I hope you fuck better than you cook. It's one of my all-time favorites. That's, that's good. That's just such I a wish I had the statistics of how many times someone swung on like a chef. I, I don't think it's much, man. No. I, I yeah. Think it's yeah, yeah, I love that, though. Yep. I love that that's... Uh, I think it's very few. I think the worst you have is you, get, you just leave. You leave. Well, because I think if you're going into that situation, like you know, you know not yeah. necessarily how you're going to be treated, but you know the reverence that that restaurant is held yep. in and that chef. So, like, you know, if you've gotten to that point where they accept you, like you've probably heard a lot, you've yeah. heard a lot, <laughs> and you know the deal, and you, yeah. have, also, you have respect for it. You got to understand that the person you're swinging on is a master with the knife, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but a bitch ass with the fist. That's, that's why he's got to use the weapon, yeah. You know, it's probably very true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, wild world. Oh, uh, man. Is that all we got for talking snack? We want to uh, wrap up with a little entertainment and then be on to like having an actual meal? How long, uh, how long have we been doing this for? An hour. Oh, wow. Flew by. Yeah. It always does. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, before we get out, I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about? No, wise. I love coming down here and, <laughs> and, and doing these. You guys, you guys are a trip. I, I, I listen to it. I, I, I like a lot, of, a lot of your foodie takes. Some of them I think are maybe a little ridiculous and funny, but I'm not thinking of that. But I, I, you know, I, this anytime I, I can, I will. I, I love con uh, contributing to it. You guys do a well, bang up job. Are you here. referencing my I said clams are better than lobster comment? Yeah, that one's a little, <laughs> a little out there. I'm a big lobster guy. Didn't you agree? No, no. I, you I, sure? No, no. He didn't. I did it for the audience. You and know. look, Justin's enjoying it. Too. I'm funny. Yeah. I like my oysters raw, but I don't really like cooked oysters. I like my clams cooked, but I don't really love raw clams. So, like, I, you know, and raw clams on Long Island are kind of a thing. So that's that's never really uh, hit my sweet spot. I don't know if I've ever done a raw clam. I find them chewy. They're not. I good. like them cooked. Me too. I like I, them cooked and oysters raw. Yeah, that, but that, I that's do how like I oyster cooked. Occasionally a fried oyster will fried. hit right, but pretty rare. I, I just every time I have one, I'm like, oh, you should just give it to me raw. Like you ruined it. Yeah, what? I do. Maybe have one little tip for you if you're in the area for a show. Los Tacos number one. Ooh. I know what that is. I do. There's one. There was one in Chelsea Market. Okay, that was the first one, but they put one kind of in Times Square. That's what the one we went to. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, oh, it's fantastic. So good. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. You're in and out. Hopefully there's not a crazy line. You're in and out quick. The, the, the tacos are amazing. 
Yeah, so good. There's also there's a, a taco place by the club that I, I've gone to a couple times. It's really good called Street Taco. Mm. Not as good, but it's up there. All right. A little upset that you didn't uh, ask for our input when you were looking at places to go to in the city. Yeah. I mean, not so much right. me. My wife is, you know, yeah. she's got like all the answers, but a little depressing. Yeah, we're in New York for, for my girlfriend's birthday. I tried to let her pick a, a lot of the things right. and stuff, but no, you, you got a wood chick, right? When, <laughs> when are you here until? Tomorrow. I'm, uh, tomorrow oh. I go to Manhattan. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right. So I have one last thing. As I always do. The, the, the dessert course. So, well, sort of. I'm sure um, it's going to be sweet. It's going to be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so Italy has said that they're going to ban lab-grown meats in the whole country. That. So how do you feel as a chef about lab-grown meats? Gross. Okay. <laughs> and hang with me because I'm pro-vegetarian. I, uh, I got no problem with vegetarians. I do hate vegans vegans are everybody just, hates vegans yeah vegans are just vegetarians who hate their friends you know I mean? <laughs> the last thing i want to do is sit next to you while we yell at a waiter as to why we can't eat honey yeah you know my running joke you know what's even worse than vegans what nothing <laughs> <laughs> so uh but vegetarians i'm, I'm pro-vegetarian but why does it the vegetable have to manipulate itself to look like meat you, know, you have meat mm -hmm. and that's good okay and there's fried chicken, and that's good. And if you're a vegetarian, you've left the fried chicken club, and that's fine. You just don't eat fried chicken. The door's open. You're welcome anytime you want to come back, but you don't eat fried chicken. So we're not going to take carrots and inject them with hormones or something and then grow them, and then they look like chicken and bread that. I'm not into crab with a K. I'm not into chicken with a K or whatever any, any of this stuff is. Yeah. What I am into is a perfectly roasted carrot. Or, like, I went to um, Chili's or one of them, and they had a, like, red, a black bean and red pepper burger. And I was just ground beans and peppers together, mashed into a burger, and eat. And that was pretty fucking good. It is good. And I don't really understand why. What, what's wrong with that? As to why we got to make like artificial meat. So if you're a vegetarian, you just eat a perfectly roasted head of cauliflower. You don't need to like pop shit up to make it look like like you'll just eat veggies. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand if it actually tasted like it, but it's like it is. Yeah. Yeah, but I, what really... I'm referring to is them taking actual like cells from like a. Oh, a living thing. And then they grow yeah, yeah. just real beef again. Yep. So like now they can manipulate the genes to make it like perfect. It's the perfect fat to muscle. You know, how would you feel about that? Well, tell you what, that seems very not Italian. Italians out of the, that was I, my I want to see yeah. like an Italian grandmother sit down, have somebody try and explain what yeah, lab, yeah, lab grown yeah. meat is. You yeah. telling me it's a no come from a cow. <laughs> but where's the farm? You don't come from the farm? It comes from the, the farm with the people with the white coats. But because we were, you were talking about like quality ingredients. Now, what's better quality than a scientifically engineered ground beef or something just doesn't feel right. right it's there. it's like yeah. almost tampering with things we shouldn't be fucking yeah, with. Yeah, that's yeah. a little playing God. Playing God, yeah. Yeah. Stuff right. So the can cancer's already high from the crap that's in food now. Yeah. It's if like, we start making it, if fucking uh who's the uh big tobacco? Who's that guy? Mr. Tobacco? The no, what's like the biggest like tobacco company? Uh Morris Philip Morris. Philip Morris, yeah. You want that uh, motherfucker making veal? No. My thing is, they're so funny because uh, they're like, we need to end world hunger. And someone's like, I have an idea. And they're like, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> I but do hear me out. <laughs> I do agree with Justin, though. Like, if you have someone that knows what they're doing with vegetables, just 
just eat that. Yeah. That shit's good, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, because that that like plant that like so it looks like it's like bleeding. Who who like that's the takeaway from me is like I just want to see it bleed when I fucking bite into it. You're a savage. Yeah, but I, I will say though, I do enjoy Beyond Meat. Do you? I do. Isn't actually. that the one that's like not good for you, or is that impossible? Oh yeah, they're definitely they're, not good for you. All, all none of them. All of them are, them are terrible, yeah. terrible. I don't know why. I it doesn't feel as after I eat it, it doesn't feel as heavy. I Ooh. think maybe that's why I like it. But okay, Burger King did their Beyond Whopper, and I was like, I need to try it because I yeah. did them. Um, I don't know if you remember, but I did that vegan kick for a little while. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, this is not sustainable. I hate it. Yeah. And I, like you said, I was just finding like the things that I want to eat: nacho cheese burgers in vegan form. And I'm like, what the? F- why don't I just eat good quality ingredients? Well, didn't um Danielle go to? 11 Medicine Park. 11, yeah. And yeah. um, and they went vegan. Not not web-grown, you know, yeah, impossible no. beef. What about, um? didn't, why do I forget the name? Copenhagen? Noma. Yeah, didn't they go vegan as well? They did a vegetarian for sure. You challenged my memory on that one. But uh, but 11 Medicine Park did. But yo, my, my whole deal with it is uh, French Laundry in 99, 2000 was the best restaurant in the world. And they almost, they changed pretty much nothing over the next 20 years and they do same very iconic old school food and when you go eat there you're kind of eating like history it's almost like a museum in some ways you're eating a meal that in 2000 was the best restaurant in the world and it was so articulate and it's not changed at all and then 11 madison park got the best restaurant in the world and flipped everything on its head and became vegan literally the polar opposite you know what people shit on both of them for doing it they shit on french laundry for never changing they shit on 11 madison park for changing too much you know man i hear a lot of people shitting on these restaurants who don't have best restaurant in the world on their resume so you know what like shut the fuck up yeah you know they do what they want and then and i kind of like that too so yeah yeah but no i am i'm i'm at the moment till i know more very anti-web grown anything yeah one thing i'll give to everybody you mean eat foods in their season uh i know we have to grow tomatoes year round so everybody can have them on their club sandwich i get that but the, the fact is a tomato in its season is pretty amazing. Out of its season is pretty lackluster. And I, I, I do a lot of fava beans in the spring. And if you have a fava bean in October, it truly is terrible. It tastes like a fart. But if you have, <laughs> but if you have a fava bean in mid-spring, like in the height of its season, it's really, really good. I think this leads to a lot of people as to why they don't like stuff. Yeah. You know? I can call my grandpa. He has, I'm not even joking, I think 400 pounds of fava beans. <laughs> what he he's like i planted a couple of fava beans and a cu- now a couple two three i'm thousand. like no no why he's like it took me four days to gather all the fava beans <laughs> uh, they make fava everything it's in their friggin' morning breakfast i'm like are you literally farting all day <laughs> and fava beans like you said in season which i've had my whole entire life are great incredible yeah we do it in uh pasta Sure. With ricotta. Yep. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yep. Holy Lord. Nice. If you want, I'll give you I'll get you a bushel. I'm sure it won't uh, hurt him. <laughs> you could trying to carry on a fucking <laughs> 75 pound bag of fava Are you, beans. Yeah, you know you're not getting out of there with like less than 80 pounds of fava beans. <clears throat> you know what uh you know what reminds me of fava beans? What? Uh jerking off in movie theaters. Huey <laughs> <We> Herman. <laughs> Uh, Uh, you know what for a long time i didn't know that he was in like up he was watching a porno movie yeah but people used to go to theaters like but i'm saying for the longest time i didn't know that and when i found that out i'm like it'd be weird if he wasn't jerking off in there he wasn't watching lion king 
That's all I wanted. Yeah. That's or the, a but what happened theater. when I was, you know, we were like little and shit. So I was just like, I, th- I like I went from really liking them to be like, who jerks off when they're seeing fucking Mission Impossible besides <laughs> me? <Yeah. laughs> now, what they all say about him is, you know, given how weird and creepy he is, when I first found out that the only thing he did was was jerk off in a pornographic movie theater, I was like, that's, that's it, bad. dude. Especially uh, yeah. especially okay. after like the Me Too movement, it's like that's the yeah, that's, that's like the least problems. violent offense. Oh, it's, like, and shit. it's like smoking in the smoking section. <laughs> you know there was no women. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't. There wasn't a woman for miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking asshole! Oh my god. Uh, fa- so favorite Pee Wee memory though? Did you watch Playhouse? Pee Wee's Great Adventure. Great Adventure. I like aged. I was out of that. Yeah. Before. Bit, yeah. The, I think I watched uh, Playhouse a lot. Yeah. I don't know if I watched the movie. Really? I mean, I think probably at some point, but I think my introduction was definitely the TV show. Yeah. That movie, man, like, never did a bicycle look so damn cool. Yeah. It, it, it's it's a staple. The the big adventure is probably probably his highlight for me. I uh, I loved him in Blow. <laughs> oh yeah, let's God, look up Paul. So let's good. look up Paul Rubens. Uh, Wait, he TV. was in Blow. Yeah, he yeah. was the um, he was his uh, Johnny Depp's connect. Oh fuck! And then they cut him out. They, I don't they even. They cut Johnny Depp that. out at one point, and then they had the falling out. That movie hurts my feelings every time I watch it. Great movie. That so we, good. Me and jo- uh, Ryan always talk about how we love to come up in a movie, and the first hour of Blow is like. Just the the rocket ship taking off, and then the last hour and a half was just terrible. It I just was feels like so bad. I was like looking up the address. I'm like, I need to take his daughter to Disney. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, that shit makes me cry every time. But you got what you fucking deserve, mate. Well, he was just having some fun. Was he? He was doing a lot of drugs. Yeah, a lot of blue. <laughs> Trying to find out what which uh, wasn't he? He was in Mystery Men. I remember him. Oh, in the that. spleen. Yeah. He was so the spleen. That was <laughs> that movie's so underrated. Yeah, that was a good one. So fucking that underrated. That was a good one. All star cast too. Yeah. Ben Did Still- you see that? Ben Stiller's. No. All right, I got a more list to send. All right, good. Uh, yeah. So R.I.P. R.I.P. to Paul Rubens for just fucking jerking off in a jerking off section. Yeah. <laughs> and entertaining ch- children. Not at the same time. Not at the same time. It's the fact that he did so much with children that I think probably made it a little. You know what? Well, somebody did a lot more with children. He's still celebrated. I'm talking about Jared. Yeah, Yeah. I was gonna go. I was gonna go Michael Jackson, but we'll go with Jared. Yeah, he's got a new documentary. I heard that's really bone chilling on Netflix. Jared. Yeah, the subway guy. Yeah. So they some um like documentary lady like befriended him and like they had recorded conversations on the. I was recommended. To watch this documentary. By Netflix? No, no. By a friend, which is probably more concerning. Yeah. Human algorithms are worse. But hey, you might like this. (laughs) What? Rape? Damn, you watched the Michael Jackson uh, Saving Neverland video or the the documentary? It's like two parts. Two parts, yeah. Yeah, bro. Okay. So it's got three kids who were his like sidekick for like a while and they all got molested. And it's like a sidekick number one got molested, sidekick number two got molested. Sidekick number three is Macaulay Culkin, who somehow didn't yeah, get es- molested. Escape the throes yeah, yeah. of then, Michael J. And then J. the fourth one got, got molested. It's like, yo, Macaulay, Dude, those, you got molested. Those poor Culkin like, kids, man. But yo, Kieran, I was saying the other day, I think with my dad, like he he's the one that like, well, I was trying to actually figure this one out. Would you say he's bigger than Macaulay? Because Macaulay, obviously, in point, the 90s. Yeah. yeah, at this point, right? Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, 
But his, I mean, his dad was like a terror to him. I think Macaulay said that the dad was kind of cool with him, but obviously the Michael Jackson stuff. Yeah. But Kieran said that their father was just like terrible to him. Yeah. Mm. Well, Nightmare. He was able to method act it in succession too. Yeah, true. So um, who was that comedian that made the joke? He's like uh, talking about Michael Jackson and and like raping Macaulay Culkin. And what, his nose and everything? And he's, like, how- he's like, come on. He's like, wouldn't you too? Oh, you ever see him? I, well, I, don't know. <laughs> I forgot who this. Who the? Uh... I, I was gonna. I was gonna say it, Andrew Schultz, but his joke is about uh, all the different like uh, nose jobs to get him like shave him down so he can get it right in their asshole. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, I need precision. I, was... <laughs> I love Michael Jackson. Who does? I, and my, my running joke is you got to admit even Michael Jackson's victims listen to Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> like, he's just it's too good. They're like, yeah, he was a smooth criminal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Allegedly, on that note. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we ending on uh, child rape is smooth criminal. Well, uh, <laughs> Justin, you've been watching anything? You looking forward to anything? <sighs> what have I been watching? I I, I crushed through uh, Last of Us, the session. Uh, some of that, but like nothing. The pair we just finished. I don't know. What do, what, do, what do you guys crush that I got it? So I'm looking to get rid of my HBO. So I'm kind of plowing through the session. I got to do White Lotus next. I, I got a, a Barry. I got to get through these so I can get rid of it because Game of House of Dragons isn't coming back for like two years. I'm not paying that shit to wait yeah. until I get it back. So I watched Barry. I, I don't know how I feel about the, the last season. Yeah, the plus says a lot. Yeah, it, but. Like, I don't think it was bad. I just think they made a couple choices that I, it's it's hard right after you watched the end of Succession and like, so like really nail a fucking show and like nail an ending. And then if the, the show you're watching at around the same time isn't as good, I don't know if that played a part in the way I felt about it. I thought it was a fitting ending, but I just felt I didn't, the show didn't end and I wasn't like, wow, damn. And you guys saw White Lotus? I no. didn't see that one. I've heard, no. I've heard, I've heard a lot good of good things. things. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen neither. So I want to see it. We should, we should all you have back on it. You have Apple TV. This, I swear it's not a paid ad and I bring it up every time. <laughs> the no. beanie bubble. I need to watch that. But another show you need to watch hijacked hijacked oh, yeah. with Idris Elba. Yeah. He does get a, he, he does get a cut. So <laughs> just a tiny little bit. Very uh, good. It's number one on the charts right now. And also crowded room. Also because there's nothing else that they're airing, but yeah. <laughs> Tom, Tom Holland just, uh, they just wrapped up that show this past week. If you haven't watched. Oh yeah. What's crowded, that one called again? Crowded room. Crowded room. Mm. Awesome. Hijacked. Awesome. Two different shows. Uh, really good. Idris Elba is fucking incredible. Yeah. Incredible. He was also just in uh, that other movie with uh, Hemsworth. Extraction two. Oh, okay, okay. Which was the you know? I'm say I uh, I did watch the the latest episode of After Party, but it was like after work on, so it was like four in the morning. Me and my dad watched it, and I, I pretty sure I slept through most of it. So I got to watch that again. Does your dad sleep? He sleep. Yeah, he sleeps like normal time. And then like he he's like kicking around, you know, like waiting up for me because he's such a gentleman and scholar. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, also this this week he, uh, I had the dog with me because the roommate was you know all over the world. And uh, so, you know, I'm sure he, the Yogi was keeping him up. Question for you, Ant. Idris Elba, the new Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson is his own thing. Yeah, but I mean, now Idris Elba, Extraction 2, 
But he wasn't the. But he. But he's. He wasn't the extractor. No, he he wasn't. He was a very small role. Okay. Um, I think he's an absolute tremendous actor with incredible range, and I think that's me. The dude. You hear that? No. Stomach's growling. Mm. Ooh, we had a very big talk. I know it was making me fucking hungry. (laughs) All they're talking about the unleaded oysters oysters and shit. (laughs) But. Idris Elba, probably. Idris Elba is the black Jason Statham's. Ooh, why would we even say that? We because you have, to ha- you have to have a version of everything. In every, every color, every shape, every size. I, did you, you saw the Nick Roll special, right? Yeah, yeah. When, uh, he's talking about how the voice in his head is like uh, Jason Statham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. just always like making fun of him. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, look at you putting that moisturizer on your face. <laughs> Little wuss. <laughs> Love it. That was a great special. That was. We watched that. I gotta watch the Mark Norman one. That one just came out. Uh, yep. Hey, I think that that might be all she wrote this week. I think it will. All right. Beautiful thing. Tight. Tight like a tiger. Justin, thank <laughs> you for being here. Let, let the folks know at home uh, where they could eat your food at, where they could see you on social media, where they could get financial advice. No, no, no. I'll never have that again. So He's I changing have, his uh, Instagram handle from J-Rock to BlackRock. <laughs> BlackRock no, no. Index. So the restaurant is Trust in downtown Santa Ana. So therefore the website is TrustDTSA.com. DTSA for downtown Santa Ana. The Instagram is at Trust period or dot DTSA. And it's a great follow. I've hired some guys to uh, help me out with my social media and honestly they've been a, a godsend they've just been awesome because i'm too stupid to figure it out my personal one is clearly hacked. i mean you got hacked like three times <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so now that they're in charge of it, it that won't happen anymore and uh mine is jrock w1 and uh you know big on on, on traveling and eating and getting around so i, I think it's a it's a pretty good follow because again I'm, I'm a lot cooler on instagram than i am in real life so Same. check it check it out and uh you know if you're ever in orange county california the restaurant's a great spot in fort's worth guys it's, it's always a treat i loved it oh yeah uh, thank, you, for, to go thank back you for again. being here thank you all for listening along this far uh we appreciate it as well as always please go follow us wherever you get your podcast from follow the instagram uh that's the best place to be uh, you could uh, link to everything from there. We got the uh, the link tree in the bio. We got the, the website. Whatever, 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 whatever you want. Whatever you want. Uh, it's all right there for you. At unofficial underscore pod. Hi at UI podcast is the email. Uh, hope you have a great rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Stay classy, Santa Ana. <laughs>